At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare i'm so excited to tell you jc penny and country music singer songwriter walker hayes are partnering together on a new limited time men's collection for the everyday guy What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. Welcome into Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Humans in studio to take you through golf betting conversation for the next hour as we have reached the penultimate event of the golf season. It is the BMW Championship coming up from Maryland this week. But first, we take a look back, and for the third week in a row on the PGA Tour, we nearly had our first wire-to-wire winner of the season. Also for the third straight, week the winner was decided by a playoff it was a Monday finish at Liberty National Golf Club in Jersey City due to the weather from Hurricane Henri and Tony Finau we saw him claim his second PGA Tour career victory his first in nearly five and a half years top 10 Tony goes to the top of the FedEx Cup points standings with a win at the Northern Trust West he held off John Rahm and Cameron Smith he did and Tony Finau look we we kind of thought okay the next time he's going to win when he finally breaks that winless drought which ended up lasting five years that (laughs) it was going to be at a big event it was going to be at a major or a WGC or a big FedEx Cup playoff event it was going to be against an elite field and it certainly was here at the Northern Trust and look made a six foot clutch putt on 18 to go ahead and cinch himself at 20 under and then Cameron Smith left the door open for him actually really pretty much opened the door as wide as can be when he hit his ball out of bounds off the tee so Tony Finau gets in the winner's circle I don't think he's going to wait five more years next time well I will say this that six foot putty hit is a lot tougher than it looks there's yes. a lot of pressure there everything that was um, I guess everything that was uh, on his back the past five years he carried with him all those close calls and uh, blown leads 
Uh, I wondered if he let that creep into his mind before he, you know, stepped up there and knocked down that six-foot putt. No, that's uh, a that, huge that's, putt. That's a much tougher putt than it looks like. Uh, but I will say that I bet um, Tony Finau, his only previous win, the Puerto Rico Open in 2016 at 50-1. to 1. I lost a lot of uh, bets on Tony Finau in the past few years. But you get criticized by, you know, the, the critics mm-hmm. out there in the crowd, the hecklers who say, I can't believe you keep betting Tony Finau. He's not going <laughs> to win. Finau can't win. Finau can't win. All right. This is why you stick with players and you keep betting him. Tony Finau cast it at 60 to 1. All right. Before that, we saw Xander Shoffley win in the Olympics. We saw Abraham Answer win for the first time. That's why sometimes when you feel like, uh, you know, you're a fool for sticking with a player too long, this is why you do stick with the players. I did not bet Finau in this tournament. I don't think you did either. No. Uh, it, was, I, it was great to see him win. I regret not betting him. But, again, this is an example of why you stick with players and continue to bet them sometimes. Wes, some winners and losers as far as the FedEx Cup point standings. Tony Finau, John Rahm, and Cameron Smith are now your top three player, uh, players on the FedEx Cup points list. Kevin Kistner and Siwoo Kim dropped out of the top 30, which, of course, gets you to next week in Atlanta for the Tour Championship. Alex Noren went from 91st to 43rd, and he's now inside the top 70 for this week at the BMW. Eric Van Royen, Tom Hoagie, Harold Varner, Keith Mitchell, and Harry Higgs all came from out Outside the top 70 to get into this week's field. Matthew Wolf, Matt Fitzpatrick, Martin Laird, Terrell Hatton, Troy Merritt, and JT Poston, they all fell out of the top 70, and West, their season is over. Yeah, it is. So, you know, having a rally late, and really it was Keith Mitchell, as you mentioned, uh, birdies his last three holes to go ahead and get in at number 63. So you have a lot of guys, a lot of positioning here, and this is obviously very important, not just for the big money in terms of the FedEx Cup, but as we'll get to a little bit later, the Tour Championship being next week here after the BMW, you got to get in that top 30 also because that gets you in the majors the next year. That gets you the Masters invitation. That gets you a U.S. Open invitation. That gets you an Open Championship invitation. So this is very crucial for these guys that aren't otherwise exempt to get in those majors. You guys know three weeks ago it was Harris English. Two weeks ago it was Russell Henley. And then this week it was John Rahm as your 54-hole leader. All of the aforementioned trying to go wire to wire on the PGA Tour. Rahm had a two-shot lead with five holes left to play. And he, like Henley and English, too, did not even make into the playoff we've had our ups and downs for the last three weeks but it's been eerily similar and brutal for yours truly well nobody can close either 14 straight pga tour events that the 54 hole leader can't get there on sunday all well, right not only that you know what's ironic phil mickelson was the last one to do right it. Yeah. Yeah, right. right. Last guy. He didn't go wire to wire, but he was the last 54-hole leader to close it out. Mr. Mickelson at the PGA Championship. Welcome in to all of you just joining us. This is Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. And we shift to round two of the FedEx Cup playoffs. It's the BMW Championship. And to assist with the breakdown, it's time to bring in our guest. 
making his long shots debut. He is a golf betting and daily fantasy golf writer at the PGA Tout got, uh, dot com. You can follow him and check out all of his content on Twitter at PGA Tout. It's John Hasselbauer. John, thank you very much for joining us. You've been red hot for the past month or so. You do a great write-up each week at the PGA Tout dot com. And I want to pick your brain. Tell us about this golf course, Caves Valley Golf Club in Owings Mills, Maryland. It's had some Champions Tour events, LPGA, some amateur events, but this is the first go-around on the PGA Tour. What have you been able to learn about the layout, and where did that lead you as far as skill sets that you think will flourish this week in Maryland? Yeah, for sure, and thank you guys for having me on. I've been listening for a long time myself, so uh, happy to be on with you. Uh, talking Caves Valley, just outside of Baltimore, uh, there was actually some uh, conflicting scorecards we saw earlier in the week where it was actually originally reported as a par 71, 7,200-yard course, uh, which we all assumed was going to be another 20-under-plus uh, par week like we'd seen in the last five years of the BMW before it moved to um, Olympia, Olympia Fields in 2020. Um, but since then, it's actually been uh, updated that they converted one of the par fours to a par five and stretched out a couple of the par fives uh, even further. So now it's a par 72, 7,500 yards, and it absolutely is a bomber's course. You're going to see um, just a lot of advantages you'll get with, with distance alone, whether it be cutting off angles, going over tree lines on, on dog legs. That's a, that's a real possibility for guys like Bryson and Rory this week. There's fairway bunkers that are clearable if you can carry it 300 yards. Uh, and, you know, the rough is, is grown out, but the whole the way that they're set up this week, you know, these longer hitters are going to have 100 yards in on a lot of these holes. Uh, there's, there's four par fives that are very reachable in two for the longer guys, and there are three par fours that are 350 yards or less that, uh, depending on where the wind's blowing, could actually be drivable for some guys on the field. So I think this tournament should really come down to those seven holes who can score best on them, the, the three short par fours and the par fives. So, John, with not a lot of data, obviously, be, this being the first time the PGA Tour has been here at Caves Valley, what did you find in terms of any type of potential correlated courses? Uh, obviously, this is a Tom Fazio design, so he has several designs on the PGA Tour, Firestone in the past for the WGC, PGA National, Quail Hollow. But when I was doing some research, I saw a little bit of correlation with Muirfield Village for the Memorial. What did you find in your research? I would say Quail Hollow is the one that jumps out the most to me because that's Fonzio, and that's going to be an advantage to the longer hitters as well. And it kind of has that look and feel uh, tree-lined and it just sort of sets up to the eye, similar to what we're going to see here. So I'd say that one first and foremost. I think where we just had the, Olymp the Olympics, that Kasumi Gusecki is another Fazio course that everybody came into very blind. So I think there's some, some things you could pull out of that, even if the data is a bit limited, just looking at performance at that course. Um, and I also kind of like the Greenbrier as a comp course to this. That that was back when, uh, you know, I was looking at this as a 7,200-yard course. But uh, for the most part, it does have those sort of undulations and, and elevation changes that we're going to see this week. And I think that's sort of the identity of this course is managing uh, shots uphill, shots downhill, uh, adjusting for those numbers and getting your distances right. 
Hey, for the uh, second week in a row, John Rahm is the favorite. And the second week in a row, Brady Cannon is on John Rahm. Brady's got him <laughs> at 7-1 to one, uh, this week, the number one player in the world, clearly the best player in that tournament last week for about 67 holes. Wheels fell off late on the back nine. Do you think he bounces back this week? Or does last week's disappointment kind of have you staying away from John Rahm this week? Yeah, I guess it's uh, relative to what you consider a bounce back because a lot of guys would take a, a third-place finish in the Northern Trust. But the way that John Rahm sort of gave that tournament away certainly feels like he may bring some of that with him. Uh, my philosophy when I'm sort of handicapping a tournament is the easier the scoring, the less I feel like I need to pay up for the top dogs. And the more difficult the course is, the more that tends to favor an all-around player. I, I'm of the mindset that this is going to be – uh, in the high teens, potentially even hitting 20 under for a winning score. Uh, and when that happens, I tend to fade the, the very top of the board and take my chances uh, on some longer shots who can, you know, hold some putts because the, the more birdies that are out there, the more it does come down to a putting contest and that sort of opens the playing field. So I am nervous about Rom. You have to be. He's the world number one. He's playing spectacular golf right now, but I'm going to be rolling the dice and uh, I'll be fading him on my card this week. John, we spoke about this heading into the Wyndham Championship and also the Northern Trust, and that is the motivation factor, trying to earn points to advance into the next round of the playoffs or possibly even make a Ryder Cup team. Now, if you're well outside the top 30 this week, it's nearly impossible. You probably have to win the tournament to jump into that top 30 for the Tour Championship coming up next week. But anybody in this field that you can point to specifically that you think motivation is a factor in the handicap? It's always difficult handicapping motivation, but, you know, everybody wants to put a high finish out. We know how difficult it is to contend at Eastlake for the Tour Championship if you're not in that, even in, like, the top five. Um, it, it's tough to make a real charge in that last tournament the way that they stagger the scoring. Uh, but for a lot of these guys, they just want to make it to Eastlake and make it into that top 30 so that they can, you know, create their own schedule, as they say, for the following year. You're, you're essentially exempted to any tournament that you want to play uh, for that exclusive top 30. So everybody in the, in the field wants to get there. And the way that the scoring, the FedEx points are sort of distributed in the playoffs, uh, you can really make some moves with a high finish. Um, I think to answer your question, I, I saw a guy like Mackenzie Hughes tweeted out already that he's well aware of this and he needs a top five finish um, to, to move on to the top 30. So I, I know because he's tweeted this and made it public that he cares. Um, so I'll answer with him. But I, I think I know your next question is going to be Ryder Cup motivation. And it actually, to me, seems like that might even be more on, on some of the top players' minds who are on that fringe coming into this week to prove themselves. And, John, you mentioned that. And after John Rahm, obviously, we have a couple guys in the very high teens, Justin Thomas, Xander Shoffley. Xander Shoffley right now just outside that top six, but he's going to be on the Ryder Cup team. JT has already clinched his spot. But then you have a cavalcade of players kind of in between that 20 to 40 to 1 type of spot. I actually counted 13 here just on this screen. Some of them are already on. But did any of these guys, I mean, you can go from Colin Morikawa all the way down to uh, Victor Hopkins. Hovland and Daniel Berger in that 20 to 40 to one range. Anybody in that range stand out to you this week? Um, I do like Victor Hovland this week. He's another guy who's been off the charts, off the tee. Um, and off the tee probably is going to be the most important stat coming into this week, particularly the guy who hit it a longer way, uh, which I think Hovland is in that sort of company. 
And, uh, the, you know, it, this is a, a small, you know, tidbit. I, I don't think I would make firm decisions on it, but there is a, an advantage to the younger players when you come to a brand new course, because they are typically disadvantaged to the veterans in the field who've seen that course year over year. So the veterans coming in don't really have that sort of experience that they can lean on. Uh, and we saw that earlier this year when Colomore Cowell won the concession and Garrett Kigo won the Palmetto Championship. Guys who come in fresh to uh, you know a brand new tournament on a brand new track don't don't really have that disadvantage. So I kind of like the young guys this week and Victor Hovland in particular. All right, who are you looking to fade? Uh, we always talk about who do you like, who do you not like this week. Anybody you definitely want to go against or in matchups or who, who you want to avoid on the futures board? Yeah, I would say uh, Morikawa has a lot of question marks to him. We didn't realize that he was playing with a bad back. He cited an injury that happened at the Olympics sort of like after round one at, at uh, Liberty National. And if you look at his stats, it does actually look like something's up because he hasn't gained – uh, strokes on approach, I believe, in three consecutive events, which is unheard of for a guy like Morikawa. Uh, now he steps up into a bomber's course, which is really the only thing that he doesn't do uh, exceptionally well, uh, Tita Green. And, uh, you know, it's also kind of reported as a uh, course that's difficult to walk. It's very hilly, it's long, it's undulated. So if you're walking around with a bad back, I think there's some merit to that as well. Uh, as a fade. So I've seen matchups with him against uh, Xander Shoffley that I love in a heads up. Um, I, there's not a ton of guys that I'm actively picking against in a course where uh, we haven't seen it before because there's a lot of risk to that. But Talamore Cowley is the sort of guy who's still priced up very high on the board, and I could see him kind of floundering at an event like this. All right, John, uh, I believe it's three out of the last four weeks or so, something like that, uh, that you've had a winner. I know you had Kevin Kistner uh, recently. Maybe you had Abraham Answer as well. I know you've been on a great run. Who's going to make your final card to win the BMW championship this week? Uh, my card has three guys on it right now, and I'll probably add one or two by the end of the week. But uh, I started my card, as I think a lot of people around the industry did today, with Bryson DeChambeau. Um, he opened at 35 to one on DraftKings Sportsbook, which is my main book, uh, and I know everybody pounded that when they saw it. Uh, just a tailor-made course for Bryson. You can get away with bomb and gouging here. You can cut off angles. You can go over trees. Uh, in his wins at say the Bay Hill, that's exactly the formula he used to cut off those angles. He has no problem hitting out a thick rough, which we've seen give him an advantage. Uh, you know, also at winged foot, uh, where that was the concern for the field, he was the only one who, who shot under par. This will be more of a birdie fest. I think there's a lot of birdies out there, but I think he can really use his distance to his advantage. Again, on this par five scoreable hold and the par, uh, the short par fours. Uh, so I like Bryson a lot this week, but he's incredibly volatile, so I can't go single bullet with him. So in addition to Bryson, I also played uh, Rory McIlroy at 28 to one uh, for all the same reasons. Long hitter, the ball striking has been spectacular. We talked about the Quail Hollow, Wells Fargo, Comp. He obviously won there. Uh, a couple months ago this season, and he always plays well as well, Hollow. So if we don't have course history, why not go with the guy who has the best top course history for the, the place I think stacks up closest to this in Quill Hollow. And then my last guy is Joaquin Neiman, who I have at 60-1. to one. Uh, Long hitter, short in stature, skinny guy, but hits it a long way. Top 10 in driving distance on the tour. Um, good bent grass putter, which is what we'll see this week. And uh, has his only career win is at the Greenbrier, which I mentioned at the top 
Uh, it's a pretty good comp here, too, when we talk about distance and managing distance control on different elevations. So those are my three guys that I definitely am looking to uh, ride with this week. John, uh, did you, have you dipped into the FedEx Cup in terms of that kind of prop, the FedEx Cup champion market? I know some books will just have when they account for the staggered scoring system next week, so they'll just basically price that market. They won't price the Tour Championship only market, which Xander Schauffele won going away last year, obviously DJ, the FedEx Cup champion. Do you get involved in those markets, or do you find it kind of too difficult with this scoring system that throws it out of whack? Yeah, it's tough. Uh, to be honest, that's probably my least favorite event of the, of the year to bet because with the pure staggered scoring, it's usually kind of a foregone conclusion that the best player on tour who starts with a strict advantage should comfortably win or at least be in the mix. So that it makes that guy kind of unbettable and that it's really a tall order for somebody to catch him. Maybe it depends on who is number one. I'll reassess as you get into that week if it's, say, you know, maybe Cam Smith is number one with another high finish. I might bet against him holding on to that. Uh, but in general, I, I don't go too heavy into this. I think, as you said, like the pure scoring is a little more appealing because anybody can, can shoot the highest score in a given week. So I, I might dip my toe in that, but I don't have any uh, FedEx Cups to win uh, futures to myself. Yeah, I'm with you, John. I really enjoy watching, you know, the final event of the playoffs and everything, but it is very difficult to bet with the staggered scoring system. How about the Ryder Cup? Any plays for you at Whistling Straits coming up in about a month? Uh, do you really bet the Ryder Cup year in and year out, or uh, is this something you stay away from? Europe is about 2-1 to one or a little better to score more points than the U.S., and just to lift the trophy, they're about plus 155. Yeah, I would say, um, you know, in years past, I have not paid as much attention to it, but I've really geared up on, uh, you know, focusing on golf this year. So I'll definitely be placing some bets. I, I don't know in what capacity. Um, I'm going to bet Team USA because I'm patriotic. Um, <laughs> and, you know, it, it just doesn't make sense to me how, they, how they've lost their record is what it is because the talent disparity is so severe. I, I uh, actually uh, shared out a note that, there are only eight Europeans left in the BMW field top 70, and there are seven Americans in the top 10. Um, so the talent, talent severity, uh, it's the disparity is severe. Um, and I just don't really see how the, how the Americans don't get it done. So I'll probably put, put, put something big on Team USA to pull it off, and then um, yeah, I'll mess around with the matchups on the day of and the week of. All right. Sounds good. Great stuff, my friend. Great having you on Long Shots. We'll do it again next season, and you enjoy the BMW Championship, John. Absolutely. Thank you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Thank yeah. you, John. Absolutely. Check out his work at thepgatout.com, and you can follow him on Twitter at PGA Tout. He's a good follow on Twitter. Puts out some good content out there. Well, he's, he's... A lot like Wes Reynolds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Maybe not so much me, because he's been putting out more winners, at least over the last couple months, than I have, so... Well, the BMW Championship and John Hasselbauer landed on Bryson, Rory, and Joaquin Neiman. I can't really argue with those three. Joaquin Neiman almost made the uh, shortlist for me this week. 
Yeah, yeah, same with me. I did land on one of John's plays, Bryson DeChambeau, and we'll get to the reasons why in our pick segment at the end of the program. Yes, we will. 70 players, actually 69 players in the field. Patrick Reed, we wish him the best. He is suffering from pneumonia right now. He is not in the field this week, so 69 players in the BMW Championship. We'll talk more about our plays for this week coming up in the match play segment. Next up, we go across the pond. Wes breaks down the European Tour. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, temp to hire part time or full time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Welcome back to Long Shots. This is Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Humans with you, the BMW Championship Edition. But it is time to go across the pond and check out this week's European Tour event, the Omega European Masters in Switzerland. Mr. Reynolds, what do you have for us here? Yeah, we are going for our seventh first-time winner in a row here on the European Tour. We've had six in as many weeks, the latest being American Johannes Veerman from Orange County, California, played his prep golf at Texas A&M, gets his 
his first win at 25 to 1 by two strokes over Sean Crocker, another American, and Tapio Polkanen of Finland, uh, who had as much as a four shot lead in last Sunday's round. Also, Henrik Stenson got his first top five or his first top 10 in nearly two years. He went in T4. But this week we go to Switzerland for the Omega European Masters, and Bern Wiesberger is kind of the sh shortest favorite, if you want to call it that, at 20 to 1. So it's really a wide open tournament. Obviously, is very motivated to make the Ryder Cup team eight European Tour wins, but has never quite made it or never really peaked at the right time to get on that Ryder Cup team. So decent field, some names in here, Martin Keimer, Francesco Molinari, Danny Willett, Henrik Stenson, all former major champions, uh, the uh, previous champion actually because this event was canceled in 2020 due to COVID-19 was Sebastian Soderberg, who won this at like 275 to one in a five-man playoff. And Rory McIlroy was actually one of the participants in that playoff. So when when he was such a short price and this long shot beat him, Soderberg's in the field again at 125 to one. So this actually is a prestigious event. This usually runs in September. This year it's in late August. You've had a lot of major champions win this event. Seve Ballesteros actually helped redesign this track in 1997, the late great Seve Ballesteros. It's called Crans Cercier Golf Club in Crans Montana, Switzerland, about a two hour drive east of Geneva. And they've actually played host of this tournament since 1939. Short course, par 70, 68, 48, but it's played at altitude because it's right in the Swiss Alps. So you don't really necessarily have to be a big hitter. It's going to play a lot shorter than the scorecard's going to indicate. So ended up uh, with six at kind of various prices, nothing really huge, but Justin Harding at 30 to one was my shortest guy. Three top tens, last six events, uh, uh, second at the Kazoo Open in Wales. Really kind of go and get into the form, which helped him into that victory in Kenya earlier this year. Really relies on a short game. That's the best part of his game. Kyle Samuja of Finland at 41 to one. He was actually part of that five-way playoff here two years ago where he led the field in strokes gain putting. Eighth at the Kazoo two weeks ago in London. He was best in the field tee to green. Second in approach. He's got three other top tens this finish in Dubai. Two at Tenerife over in the Canary Islands. So he's a guy I think he can go well this week. Richie Ramsey, a Scotsman at 43 to one, actually won this event back in 2012. Really good run of form of late for Ramsey. He's not a really big hitter, but is a very accurate hitter. Fourth at the Irish, 15 at the Scottish, uh, ninth at the Kazoo Classic, two top 30s at the Hero Open in Scotland, and then top 25 in Wales. So has really been playing well. He goes well on shorter courses in the mountains historically, so I think he could do so again. One guy that's not on that graphic, I must have forgot to send it in, was Beef Johnston at 50-1. to one. Only 10 events this year he has played, but two top 10s, four top uh, 20s over his last six starts third here in 2016 also won at Valderrama in Spain which is kind of a little bit of a similar course I think to Kranz when you do the research Jack Kreuzerweik uh, 66 to 1 I was on him last week he finished T7 in the in the uh, Czech event but out of form bigger names are in this tournament so it's kind of drifted his price up six in the field T to green but his putter let him down last week he is a much better player than when he missed the cut both of his last two times here first in stroke average first in par five scoring fourth and birdie average 60 degree ninth and putting 10th and bogey avoidance so that kind of shows you with these numbers that this guy I think is really really getting close to a win so why not continue the first time then the last guy on the board he is from India Shapankar Sharma 90 to 1 progressively good form was t9 in London two weeks ago 
And uh, if you look at the driving accuracy, he's been top 10 his last two starts, right in the top 15 for GIR, right in the top 15 for strokes gain approach last two outings. So I didn't get him at the 100, but 90 to 1 was good enough That's for me. That's a good number. You ever been to the Swiss Alps? I never have. I would love to go. Beautiful place. Wes, you mentioned that Martin Keimer is in the field this week. Martin Keimer is the last winner 2015 at the PGA Championship. I take that back. 2010 at the PGA Championship at Whistling Straits. Do you think Keimer has a chance to be a captain's pick for the Ryder Cup? You know, I maybe. And, and what our guest pointed out earlier, the talent gap is actually bigger because you have a lot of guys that are really out of form coming into this. So you may get a veteran get put on there. I think it's probably going to be Ian Poulter, but certainly could see a leeway. Westwood, uh, Francesco Molinari. There's a reason these guys and Willett and these guys are playing this week because they would like to get that last spot because nobody really stands out. Yeah, that was very interesting what John had to say, the talent discrepancy between the U.S. team and the Europeans, but the Europeans always seem to find a way. We'll see if they can do it in September at Whistling Straits. We'll talk more about the Ryder Cup coming up next right here on Long Shots. The major implications segment here on Long Shots, and the next major on the calendar is the Masters in April of 2022, but a pretty major event going down just 31 days away from the Ryder Cup taking place on U.S. soil at Whistling Straits Golf Club in Sheboygan, Wisconsin. They've held three PGA championships there, and your winners are Vijay Singh, Martin Keimer, and then in 2015, Jason Day. No American winner at the PGA championship at Whistling Straits. However, the Americans have dominated the Europeans as far as the leaderboard in the top 10, top 20 and whatnot. And in fact, in 2015, Tony Finau finished 10th there at the PGA Championship at Whistling Straits. And Wes, he is now currently in the sixth and final guaranteed spot in the Ryder Cup points list after his win at the Northern Trust. So Tony Finau looking good as far as a Ryder Cup position. Yeah, I think he is going to now be absolutely selected, even if he does not clinch that six spot because he can still lose that spot. Xander Schauffele not that far behind him, nor is Jordan Spieth, but let's assume, I, you know, those top five are clinched. Morikawa, Johnson, DeChambeau, Kepka, Thomas. Finau is going to be on the team. Xander Schauffele is going to be on the team. Jordan Spieth is for sure going to be on the team. So there's eight locks right there. Now, Patrick Reed, if he's healthy, you would think would be on that team, but of course, battling pneumonia. So now all of a sudden, he falls off a little bit, and he played like a really heavy schedule this summer. Never really took a week off and now he's not guaranteed he's certainly not going to get in that top six because he's not playing and then Harris English having the best year of his career has never made a Ryder Cup team so you have some guys there in the mix and then you think there's a couple guys that are going to play their way on Patrick Cantlay I would be almost for certain is going is going to eventually be on the Ryder Cup team I think he's too good of a player to necessarily lead out of that top 12 but there's going to be some guys that could potentially be on the bubble Daniel Burr 
Berger, Webb mm. Simpson, Scotty Scheffler is a rookie, obviously very talented, has yet to break through at that first PGA Tour win. But there's a lot of guys kind of in that mix down there. Do you go with the rookie like Sam Burns? Do you go with Kevin Kisner? There's been a lot of talk of Kevin Kisner. Jason Kokrak has cooled off a little bit, yeah. but has had a very good year. So there's going to be a couple good players left off this US I don't US think team. Kokrak's going to make it. Uh, I wonder if Patrick Reed really should make it. I, I don't think he's had that good a year, and it's not just because I don't like uh, Patrick Reed. Uh, if you look at the year he's had, it's not that impressive. And then you also have to wonder, uh, you got to look at the teamwork aspect. Do the other guys on the team want Patrick Reed on the team? Well, it's maybe you could say the same thing about Bryson DeChambeau. You could but say the same thing maybe about Brooks Kepka mm-hmm, too, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Kepka's not a very likable guy. Uh, I, I like a guy, a young guy like Sam Burns. Mm-hmm. That's uh, I would lean that direction. I really like Kevin Kistner. Yeah. I really like Daniel Berger. I really I, I love Scotty Scheffler as a player, but he might be too green for me. I, I don't you know without a PGA Tour win, unless he gets one this week, um, I, I don't know. But Kistner is a guy I, I just love his mentality. Sure. I think it'd be a great Ryder Cupper. And also keep in mind, you already got a couple rookies. Now, they don't seem like they're rookies because they're up there in the rankings. Colin Marikawa, yeah. Xander Schauffele would be Ryder Cup rookies here. Now, Harris English is a guy, I don't want to call him a journeyman, but he's been a consistent player, but has never quite been on that top level. And now he finds himself that uh, right there just outside of the points. So does Harris English finally get a shot? It'll be interesting to see what Captain Stricker does because he has six captain's picks, which Patrick Harrington does not he only has three captains picks yeah if you look at the european list there john rom on the top of the list with tommy fleetwood terrell hatton who was just bounced from the fedex cup playoffs last week rory mcelroy matt fitzpatrick who was also left out of the top 70 here for the bmw championship paul casey's been playing really well and then you talked about burn Wiesberger as far as the european tour events go in the last two weeks he's been the favorite uh do you expect him to make the team uh he very well could and i do got to clarify a little bit on these euro points because it's not as cut and dry really as the american points they take the top four on the european points list which right now would be john rom tommy fleetwood Terrell Hatton and Rory McIlroy. And then the five that are not those four that I just mentioned, they take from the world's point list. That would be Victor Hovland, Paul Casey, Matt Fitzpatrick, Lee Westwood, Shane Lowry, obviously Hovland, the rookie of the bunch there. Everybody else does have Ryder Cup experience, so that leaves you with nine. you got to think at least one or two veterans are going to make their way on the team from Patty Harrington. And really the first two that drop j- jump out to me would be Ian Poulter and Sergio Garcia because they are very good Ryder Cuppers, and I have seen Ryder Cups in the past where these guys have been absolutely nowhere during the season, but when it's Ryder Cup time, these guys turn it on, so that's kind of the thing maybe with Patrick Reed. Even though he has had a down year despite his win in San Diego, he really hasn't done much since, but he tends to get up for the Ryder Cup, taking that last uh, outing at Paris aside where he played terribly, but he was really the guy that carried them the two Ryder Cups before, so a couple veterans are going to make their way on, and then you got to look at maybe some young guys Robert McIntyre I think is is somebody Victor Perez could be somebody Guido Migliozzi could be somebody or do you go with the steady Eddie veteran that has tried to make this Ryder Cup team so many years like Bern Wiesberger and then go ahead and close out the team with him what about Richard Bland he could be inspirational to these young kids. The old man has had a heck of a year. I, I really like Shane Lowry I, I see that guy being a tough force to reckon with mm-hmm. as a Ryder Cupper yeah. Couldn't agree more. I think Lowry's got to be there. 
I like Lowry a, a lot. I think he's, he's had a really strong past couple of years, too. Uh, but I, I'll tell you what. You going to bet this thing, Matt? In, in the past, I've uh, looked to fade the USA and the Ryder Cup a lot of times. I think this US t- USA team's strong and is going to win this one. Yeah, John Hasselbauer was really the first guy I've heard make a case for the United States. And, you know, everybody else, of course, is looking at Europe because they, they seems like mm-hmm. they win this thing mm-hmm. every two years. Uh, Wes, real quick here, maybe if you can run down some of the implications in the FedEx Cup standings, the guys on the bubble as far as the top 30, what we're looking at here for the BMW Championship, if you've got that in front of you. Yeah, I do. And uh, look, and that's what you got to do. You got to make the top 30 at the end of this week to go ahead and play next week. You do have a few guys kind of on that bubble right now and to get in that top 30 by the way it's going to get you in the masters and the u.s open and also the open championship the guy's really affected by this right now charlie hoffman just inside the top 30 right now at 29 keegan bradley at 32 camtron galley 34 hudson swafford at 40 so these are guys that are not exempt for those majors that need to get into the top 30 to be part of that also you got three players that could qualify for their first ever masters tournament if they make the tour championship tom hoagie who's at 40 Matt McNeely at 53, Taylor Gooch at 67. And then with that Ryder Cup spot, Shoffley, Spieth, English, Cantlay, or Berger can pass fee now, but they would need certain things to go their way. Berger and Cantlay to get to number six in the Ryder Cup standings, by the way, would have to win this event. Harris English would have to be second. Spieth can be 10th, and Shoffley can be 41st. This is obviously assuming what Tony Finau does or doesn't do. Well, we will get to our plays for the BMW Championship in the next segment. Coming up at Caves Valley Golf Club in Owings Mills, Maryland, and we'll see if any of these guys leaned on some of those points implications, either for the Tour Championship or the Ryder Cup. Coming up next, right here on Long Shots. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. 
With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Welcome back to Long Shots, the world's number one rated golf betting show right here on VEASAN and VEASAN.com, the sports betting network. Brady Cannon, Wes Reynolds, and Matt Humans, a special treat in studio this evening. We always start with Matt's picks in his absence, and now that he's in living color here, we're going to start with his picks again. Matt, what would you do this week? Round two of the FedEx Cup playoffs. That was nice, Brady. What a treat to have me in studio. <laughs> it is. It's an absolute treat. That's uh, uh, great to be here. I'll be back next week. You're on vacation, so yes. it's going to be Wes and I uh, steering the ship. Uh, you know, since this show is called Long Shots, I'm going to start with the Long Shots. Sam Burns, I played this week at 57-1. to uh, I was talking about lobbying for him for the Ryder Cup, but last week he was 10-under, tied for 21st. His middle two rounds were strong, 67-64. He's a little bit under the radar, but I think he's coming in here in, uh, in really good current form. And I don't have anything to go by here with course form. So it's a little bit different uh, when we're handicapping this one. And uh, Burns, to me, looks like just uh, the player with the talent. And he's playing well enough right now. He's worth a shot of 57 to 1. All right. But I also think you're not going to see a bomb win this tournament. I think it's going to be a really good player, an elite type of player. Justin Thomas could be the guy. Uh, JT last week. 66 for 68 putting inside 10 feet. The one thing I did not like, his driving accuracy was uh, poor, 56.3%, but he was 70.5% on greens and regulations. So even though his driving accuracy was not that good, JT was still putting himself in position to score. And, you know, I think he's back on the upswing. He hasn't done much since the Players' Championship, but you see positive signs from him, him lately. I have not bet JT really since the Players' Championship, but I'm going to pull the trigger on him this week because any time you get him in that 20-to-1 range, I think he's worth a look. He played great last week. Brooks Kepka. I'm going to stick with him one more time. I'm starting to get irritated and annoyed with Kepka. Uh, but last week in the middle rounds. Starting to. <laughs> yeah, last week in the middle rounds. You know, I, I have to give him uh, the benefit of the doubt because he did win the matchup over uh, Bryson for me at the U.S. Open, and that was a big one. So um, he's not been a total loser this year. In fact, he has not gone more than uh, two starts without a top six in 2021. And when you look at it, you would think, well, he's, he's not had a very good year. He's been in contention, I think, enough. He just has not been winning. And if you're playing him on the futures board, he's been a total drain this year. But uh, last week, 64-68 in the middle of two rounds. I think, was he on tilt on Monday or what? Sometimes he, when he's out of it, he just blows up and gives up. And he shot a 74 on Monday, tied for 31st. A lot of times I like to bet guys, good players, really good players off a bad week. And I think Kepka is going to be motivated. I think DJ is going to be motivated this week as well. 
DJ's rested, of course, and uh, he should play well on a course like this as a long driver. I'm playing DJ minus 110 over Spieth in a uh, matchup. And Spieth, how about Spieth's week last week, by the way? Finished 73rd of 75 players to make the cut. He had a 62, and he also had a 72, a 72, and a 79. Yeah, He's just so volatile. He's the type of guy I want to bet against. I think DJ is going to come back and play well, kind of like Brooks this week. And the other guy, we all like Daniel Berger, right? Uh, I played him last week. He didn't do anything. Uh, he had a disappointing week, tied for 56th. He was near the bottom in strokes gained putting, which is uh, odd for him. But he he is not uh, – I'm going to say that he has not played poorly in back-to-back weeks very often in the last two years. So – it's a little bit more guesswork for me this week. I'm going JT 20 to 1, Brooks 25, Berger 35, Burns 57, and DJ over Spieth. Wesley? I will also echo on Justin Thomas. And by the way, his putting was probably the best last week, really, that it's been in a long time. Yeah, it's actually no because of. He had a American uh, Junior Golf Association event that he hosts in his hometown of Louisville, the Justin Thomas Junior Championship. And a 15-year-old junior asked him about the putter he was using, if he was using that knuckleneck X5 prototype to be taught the technical lingo here. I can't really tell you the difference. But anyway, it got Justin Thomas's wheels turning because Thomas switched putters after he'd won the Players' Championship. He went with this Phantom X5.5. This is Scotty Cameron. That is the line of putters that Justin Thomas Thomas uses and Justin Thomas kind of got to thinking about it and he went back to his old putter and he actually was tied for 11th in the field in terms of stroke gain putting which kind of can be the shaky part of his game so Justin Thomas at 20 to 1 I am with Matt on that hey by the on. way uh, Wes you know who else is really good with the Scotty Cameron putter Brady Cannon is he now yeah. yes I've heard that uh, so Thomas uh, actually ranked 108th in putting in the field last week and yeah. you're right he absolutely got it together with the flat stick yeah. and I did not know he went back to his old stick yeah he did go back to that and uh, also I was on him last week he ended up mm-hmm. T4 he was the co-leader with Rom after the first round uh, approach game was okay at the Northern Trust usually that's his bread and butter but this is a guy also that is one on a Tom Fazio design uh, our guest John Hasselbauer mentioned Quail Hollow Justin Thomas yeah. was one at Quail Hollow go. in 2017 and one other Fazio design that I thought was really a good correlation was Firestone Country Club where mm-hmm. they don't play anymore for the WGC that's now played in Memphis the FedEx St. Jude Imitational, but he is also a winner at Firestone. Bryson DeChambeau, 25 to 1 is the best you're going to get. Like we said, the market really hammered him. Game showed signs of life last week. He was fourth off the tee, and he's usually near the top off the tee anyway, and 20th on approach. Always good with the longer irons, and you're going to have a lot of long iron shots here of 200 plus yards. So, Ninth in greens and regulation this year from that distance. Second for proximity to the hole. Putter didn't fire last week, but everything looked good. And this is, I think, a big boy golf course. So I do think Bombers should fare fairly well here. First in distance, first strokes gained off the tee. Patrick Cantlay, another guy that's been well from distance, 25 to 1. Obviously has some motivation to go ahead and lock up that Ryder Cup spot. First in scrambling on the tour. Second in greens and regulations game. Top five in ball striking off the tee. Tee to green last 24 rounds. So Cantlay. 
parlay 25 to 1 for me. I think Bent is his best putting surface as it well. It is. It is. And he won at Muirfield Village. Right. That's why I kind of thought that there was a little bit of a correlation from some guys that have played well at the Memorial. And speaking of another guy played well at the Memorial, guy that's a former champion at the Memorial, Hideki Matsuyama, 40 to 1, runner up three weeks ago in Memphis. I that took I a look at him. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of us saw that coming because that was the week right after Tokyo. For he's had Olympics. a great year when you think about it. Yeah. You know? and Including he's gonna, a Masters win. And it seems like he's going to win one more big event by the end of the year because he didn't win the gold medal or didn't win a medal really in Tokyo. It was very close. It was right in the mix. It was part of that playoff uh, to get the bronze medal at the end. Good enough form on the Fazio design. Keep in mind that course in Tokyo, Kasu Migaseki, is also a Fazio design. He right. was fourth, just four starts ago at the Olympics. Uh, so Hideki Matsuyama at 40 to me. Paul Casey, 40 to one. Just consistency. It seems like this might be too long of a course for him. But if you look at the ball striking, it's just so good. The putting and scrambling was dreadful in New Jersey last week. Usually he rebounds the next time out and puts together a, be a better performance. He is second in the field over the last 24 rounds on approach, just behind Colin Mark. I would pretty much lead weeds that every single week. And then Keegan Bradley is my long bomb, 90 to one. Lots to play for this week. If he can get in that top 30, he's 32nd in the points right now. If he can get in that top 30, he gets in the Masters, he gets in the U.S. Open, gets in the other Open, and he is fourth in total driving, first in greens and regulation from 200-plus yards. Actually has a good history, not on this course, but in this event, a former BMW championship winner won at Aronimank a few years ago. And you mentioned Paul Casey. He also has a great record in the Wells Fargo. A lot of top tens mm -hmm. there on that Fazio design. On both Fazio designs in 2017, it was Eagle Point, but that was also a Fazio design in North Carolina. All right, I went with a couple of short shots, one middler, and then one long bomb on my card for this week. I went back to John Rahm. I think the gap between the number one player in the world and the next best four or five players in the world, I think, is a big gap right now. I think John Rahm is just on fire, and obviously it fell apart the last four or five holes last week, but I think he's ready to do it again this week. Uh, he is the defending champ at a different course, but Wes, you talked about total driving for Keegan Bradley. Certainly he's one of the best. John Rahm, and I was talking to Matt Humans about this, he, he is so powerful because he hits it really long and really straight, and I looked at guys that are good at total driving this week. I went with he and Scotty Scheffler, who rank one and two on tour in total driving. They also rank second and fourth in birdie average. So hit it long and straight. Make a lot of birdies this week. I think you're going to have success. Uh, Rom has also finished fourth before at the Wells Fargo. And Xander Shoffley, another shot of mine at 18 to one. You talk about uh, the course over in Tokyo being a Fazio design. Of course, Shoffley was your gold medal winner there. He's got two top 25 fives at Quail Hollow. Also finished second at Shadow Creek out here in Las Vegas. Another Fazio design. So those are my two short shots, Rom and Shoffley. And then I mentioned I went with Scotty Scheffler. Love the total driving. This guy's ranked 20th in the world. He's also 24th in the FedEx Cup points. So there's a little bit of pressure there to stay inside that top 30. And this guy's been so good, guys, for two years, and he's without a win just yet. Mm -hmm. I mean, his, his win is going to come soon. Uh, so I went with Scheffler. And then you talked about all the implications for Charlie Hoffman, Wes. 
I went with four guys that are all really long off the tee, and Charlie Hoffman is one of those guys as well. I thought 103 to 1 was way too long on this guy. He's 29th on tour in par 4 scoring. He's a very good bent grass putter. We've seen him do very well at Augusta National before. He's also 10th on tour in strokes gained approach, 18th in birdie average. The only really knock on Charlie Hoffman is he's a little errant off the tee, but if he can keep his ball in the fairway, I think he'll have a good he week as well. He could be a good first-round leader guy this week, mm-hmm. too, because he tends good to show idea. up. We've seen it in majors over the years, Charlie Hoffman leading the Masters, leading the Open. So this could be a guy that's a good uh, first, uh, like a first-round leader type of player. Be I positive, think. Wes. Be positive. This is going to be Brady's week. Well, it could, <laughs> be, it could be good huh? for a win, too, okay. even better. I thought third time was a charm, yeah. man. I, it was two weeks in a row with English and Henley, and then I had Rom. I said, okay, third time's a charm. So I wore my shirt that says three and a half. I, I need I need an extra half point there, another week. Maybe we can get one in at the BMW Championship. Next week, it's the final leg of the FedEx Cup playoffs. It's the Tour Championship from East Lake Golf Club in Atlanta, Georgia. And Mackenzie Kramer of ESPN's Daily Wager Show will join us to help break it down. These guys in Maryland this week are going to hit some long shots. Hopefully we do too. Three six five. We don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, Somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. 